All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. This week we're going to talk a little bit about Lucas Herbert's win, his first win on the PGA Tour. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Mayakoba Classic, a.k.a. the Brendan Todd Classic. And then we're also going to round it out uh, with the round out the episode with a random nation game. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Pan High Podcast. That was weird. There's like so many different random things going on this week on this episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was like, there's the Lucas Herbert thing, which I do not know which tournament it was this past week. The um, Butterfield. Bermuda the Butterfield. Okay. Yeah. Let's get inside the ropes. So. It's the but I was I was struggling in that intro to come up with what tournament Lucas Hup, Herbert won. The Butterfield. You're, what you're, again? You're struggling. You're struggling in general, to be honest. Dude, all these off-season golf tournaments, and yes, I'll call it off-season, are just like they're tough to remember because they're some of the most forgettable, like they tournaments are. ever. They definitely are. Because <laughs> I will say that golf has picked up a lot of steam in the past. You know, whatever it is since like COVID started, even I'd say is, is is the time that it started happening. But recently, with all these like tournaments coming back into play that like don't really matter um, in terms of you know they matter in terms of FedEx Cup points. But um, yeah, like last year you had the, you had the Fall Masters to like split up the uh, like the off season kind of. But this year, there's none of that, and we've just been in a very dry stretch of golf. Dude, what if they moved, uh, moved like the PGA, just like to the fall, just to like have a major at this point in the season? I wouldn't hate it. Like I, that's I just thought about that. Like the PGA is probably the lowest major on the pedestal of, of you know the four of them. Why not experiment? You know, move it, move it earlier in the season so that like because maybe of, bigger names of, could play a little bit earlier in the season, and then like they could be off during the you know the holidays, like the because of December football. to whatever break. I guess it's probably because of football. Which is, thing is they it's like if anything, if any, I feel, I agree. If any major was going to go to the fall, like the PGA, it makes sense. Like I remember during the Masters last year, it was like the final round. The tournament was basically over, and I was like, "I'm like, I don't really need to." Granted, there's no fans there either, but I was like, "I don't really need to watch." Like I was like, "I'd rather watch football," at this point, than like the end the final round. Like a little like I like my phone, and also it's this is kind of like the I guess off season for like the big guys like Rory's and Jordan Spieth. Like they don't play in any of these, and it's kind of like the still going on but they need i guess they i'm sure they need like a little bit of a breather every Rory's sport, case especially every sport can't like just be year round like always yeah just right like at the top of entertainment value i guess um like obviously all all four of the major sports have big off seasons where there's nothing so i guess i'll walk back that take of of the like the pga would be good in the fall because it really wouldn't I mean, it's like I mean, have these events. honestly, like just like just have like a like like you could you could move like one like the bigger like non-major like you if if like the waste management for example just then the waste management would just turn into the Mayakoba like no one would play in yeah it, like, it would awesome. just be like oh we hate this tournament you know what I mean so yeah and, just and like you don't is. want you don't want guys 
the guys like if there's a big tournament they want to play and they're gonna have to like spend that time preparing like they would play in more tournaments and prepare more and it'd be interesting but it just wouldn't i don't think it would logistically so here's the deal we'll just look forward to january 6th yeah i guess and that's all we we can we talked about this last week when does the season start for us and you know what as a golf fan it starts it starts at a different time for everybody so you know you get locked in at a different point as a golf fan you get to choose so there you go it's true Right, um, but that we might as well. Said, talk we did about have a tournament, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we did have the Bermuda Championship. Yeah, okay, that's because Herbert took the win. So, yeah. When you look at like the guy, like the type of guy that would win this tournament, like we were talking, like some of the guys we mentioned in the top ten um, that we thought would do well, like we we kind of called it, but like Lucas Herbert, European tour player who can like play in like the you know windy conditions, it made sense when I when I saw that he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely made sense. And for, first PGA Tour win for him as well. I mean, that's good, I guess. I, I mean, I feel like if somebody's going to win one of these events, I'd rather see it be somebody winning their first event than, you know, somebody like Patrick Reed winning like his 10th. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm glad so that I'm, Patrick I'm into Reed that. Win. Yeah, I not bad just because Taylor Pendrith plus five in the final round. If he shot even par, he would have won. Yeah, it was. Okay. I mean, it's tough conditions out there. It's tough. It's tough. He had a three-shot lead going into the final day, and he was leading in like end of Friday and later Saturday, and just couldn't pull it out. Yeah, His swing we had we had like a bad but... weather week in Bermuda. Like usually, sometimes when it's perfect conditions, you'll see scores kind of creep up, like minus twenty something, minus twenty three, whatever. Grind, I mean, final score minus fifteen was the it's not was a bad score. Final score. Not a terrible mm-hmm. final score. I mean, the wind was up. The there was a, almost a washout on I think Friday where they they uh, started like really early in the morning just to get it done. So I mean, it makes it a little bit more interesting when the weather is kind of uh, bad in Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Minus fifteen is almost in like that sweet spot of it's not like for a tournament like this. It's like not like too challenging. Like you'd know, nothing. You're like nothing's guaranteed coming to the stretch. Like there, there could be something could happen in the last few holes, and make it like like there is. It's not going to be like the CJ Cup where Rory's like, oh, I'm gonna. He, you know, he's gonna make like at least six pars down in the last six holes, probably four, three, two or three birdies. Like he could, like you could, like if it, the conditions were tough and uh, last few holes are challenging, it makes for an interesting golf tournament for sure. And if it's close, obviously, yeah. but. But in general, you know, good tournament, I'm sure, to watch if if you did watch it, but also not the most relevant one on the schedule. Um, but also another piece of news that I saw this week, um, my friend was was, uh, was was Snapchatting me about it. Jordan Spieth's back in the top 10 for the first time in three years. Yeah, good to see. I mean, he deserves it. He had a really good season. I mean, yeah, getting into the top 10, that's where you want to see Jordan Spieth. And right around like last, like I'd say January was when Jordan Spieth kind of like we started that conversation of his Jordan Spieth back and it slowly turned into yes. And, you know, this is just kind of like a cherry on top. You know, he's finally kind of just coming right back to the top, you both, just, you just both every week and on paper. Yeah, just needs that major and then it'll be like fully like he's back. Yes, he's still he basically is fully back. But. He is fully back but the major actually well fu- fully back is kind of like a relative term because fully back to like winning like two majors a year no 
but no, like like he well, he, uh, he was he was contending like he was it was a duel between him and Morikawa at the at the open, like it, it like he's he's been he's been if he was right there and like being right there in that major was a good sign. Now if he can if he can go out and win one next year, that's like like okay we're like in true we're really in business here, right? Just won a couple tournaments. And before we get into our feature story uh, for this week, quick shout out to Roback. Uh, click the link in our bio. Go to the the link tree. Hit Roback, and if you use that link, you can get fifteen percent off all their performance polos, hats, quarter zips. Does anybody have on any Roback stuff right now? No. I was just wearing the the hoodie uh, today, actually. <laughs> I need the to hoodies. Get the, the hoodies. The hoodies look sweet. I need to get one. The hoodies are. Are the most underrated part of of Roback, honestly. Like obviously, they're performance uh, like sweatshirts that are gonna cost you a little bit, a little bit more. But with fifteen percent off, you'll get a little bit off. And so, plus, hoodies, hoodies coming back into golf a little bit. You see a lot of the pros wearing hoodies. So these Roback, you hoodies, can wear it during golf. I probably wore wear it, it during golf. Yeah, perfect. I wore it at a country club last fall, I think, or last spring. Yeah. Anyway, oh yeah, we got the PGA Tour will require players to use committee-approved yardage books. Um, this is essentially the Bryson DeChambeau rule, are we calling it? Uh, yeah, I would say so. So pretty much the whole idea of this like, you know, rule is that you can't really use any other technology to gather information for notes. So like, for example, Bryson has like all the calculations and stuff in his yardage book. Um, he uses an outside company who like lasers the golf course for him pretty much, and they give him like exact numbers and everything of all the undulations and stuff on the course and on the green. So pretty much you can't use any outside information. You can't use technology such as levels or devices to, you know, read the golf course for you and that can't be in your notes. So pretty much you gotta wonder if this, rule. You gotta wonder if this uh will really affect him all that much i mean do you think maybe he might have to you know start looking for a real caddy i mean right now he doesn't have a real <laughs> caddy on his bag per se it's a good point i mean what is his, his caddy is like his former trainer or current trainer yeah like one of his assistant like trainers or swing yeah coaches. and the guy like knows golf but yeah like, but like i don't mm-hmm. think he's meant for you know calculate like reading like obviously he could read putts and stuff but i don't think he's a pro at reading putts, you know, he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to get like, if he was like fire, he's not going to go to like another player and like caddy for them. That's no, no, he's going to go back to it being his assistant swing coach mm, or whatever he is. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, something to look at for the next couple of months. You think Bryson might go and find an actual caddy. So I wonder what Bryson's doing during this off season uh, time. Like, is it possible, possible for him to get like any more, like, like jacked than he is probably or like trying to get or? faster like more swing speed sure yeah, day, yeah day he's out. on that constant uh, honestly journey. if, you, if you want to know what he's up to you just have to go to his youtube channel i'm sure yeah. he's posting what he's doing right now no he is i literally i i'm looking at it right now i he's like it's when you type in like speed. gm golf like under gm golf is suggested videos it's bryson dechambeau and he posted a chipping video looks like so yeah so, so he's working chipping. on the game okay That's so he's working on the short game which he definitely needs game. to do good for that not the putting his wedges well, his, his his putting's already good though but like yeah he does need to maybe, maybe he needs to go out and just play a couple rounds and just read some greens on his own and just go from there 
I mean, he's, he's been, been playing. He's been playing golf. Yeah, for a very no. long time. He, he, he'll be. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's awesome. The whole like you, it brings back more of a skill of. Like, okay, you're about playing golf instead of like pre- like pre- I don't know how much prep. Obviously, I don't know how much preparation plays into it, but like you're like it looks. It feels like you're more just playing golf. And I'm like I'd be curious to see who Ben that and who doesn't like and i don't know yeah, i mean it's tough to tell because you don't really know like besides bryson yeah. you don't really know who who's benefiting from the outside resources um and like how detailed they're you like we don't see like pga pros greens books so we don't really know what what it looks like so mm-hmm. um it's gonna be hard to tell like who's gonna benefit from this and who's not but like if somebody you know say in the top 50 in the world has a bad year could be a reason. Who knows? Could be. I I think it's more for the if you're a feel a feel player. Like I feel like a Jordan Spieth is like perfect for this. Like this benefits Jordan Spieth. Like he's like a true like feel feel player. I feel like he's not really like robotic or doesn't need like all like the numbers like Bryson does. Or mm-hmm. and I feel like I got I don't know who, I don't really know who else after that is like kind of like that. I I have no idea what to what to expect from that. It also but make I think it's good those- though those like you know final rounds where like they're really like you know the 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 rounds are a little bit longer when bryson's like in the final group because like when you're watching those featured groups even um with bryson you're like going into it thinking this is gonna be awesome to watch bryson you're like oh wait no he like literally has like five hour six hour rounds yeah Um, he's like nose deep in his yardage book like at all times so exactly so it'll it'll cut down on that time um which I guess it's not going to be the most obvious thing, but like you might realize that rounds are taking a little bit faster. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I like I like the role though. I think it, like you said, it kind of speeds up the pace of play in some situations, and you know, it's a skill. It's a skill that all of us weekend golfers have to learn as well. You know, I mean, not to a certain, not to that extent, but you know, we have to read greens and all that stuff. We don't have these in-depth yardage books that. Like, you know, the greens were lasered for us. So, um, speaking of, of weekend golfers, we've kind of turned into weekend golfers, and I have honestly turned into a play golf when I'm not in New York City golfer. Um, what, what, what are your games looking like right now? Um, it varies. I mean, it, it, it's always varied, but I can't get into a groove like in the beginning of my rounds because, like, yeah. obviously, where we play, no driving range, you show up, you're cold. But like, you know, when we used to play two, three times a week, like maybe I, 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 it comes to me a little bit quicker because, you know, I've always had a bad first hole, but like now it's a bad first like four holes because I'm not warm up, warmed up. And then after that, you know, I figure it out because I hadn't played in like a week or two. So it is interesting. I mean, I'll shoot. I've shot in the low eighties. I've shot in the low nineties. It's like 10 strokes apart. So, um, just is, is how it is. I, I will say I haven't played. I haven't played in two weeks, so I'm not really. I played last time I played was Garden City. And I played. I played well for nine holes, but other than that, I've I just haven't. I hurt my back, and then I haven't played in two weeks, and I was like, it's cold now, and I'm still. I miss the South. And Do you I miss fusion the for Trev. <laughs> fusion, yeah. It I will say now. Thank God. I. I was when I when I do play, I've actually hit the ball pretty well. But the one thing, Trev, that still happened the last time I played, I played on 
Thursday with my dad because I was I went home to go to Syracuse this weekend, and uh, I my putting was still sick. I'm like just very con- which is like, like the one thing you like, you wouldn't expect to be sick. Like I hit like I hit like, I, hit, like I think we played like twelve holes or something. I hit like th- at least like th- like I hit, like I think like three like fifteen to twenty footers. Oh my which like God. you don't do is like as like a. 14 13 handicap i was like i don't know i was i was like the first like three or four holes maybe not the third hole i hit because that's like a short part three it's just like a wedge but like first couple holes i was not hitting the ball like i was shanking the ball like off the tee which i don't like normally do with my irons so that was uh that was interesting and then like i got into a groove and was better but like i don't know weekend golf is is much harder than playing two or three times a week obviously yeah playing golf for as little as i have the past three three and a half months or whatever it is um you realize that like you can you can still hit the ball well and like play good holes but like your consistency is not there and like Mm -mm. you can you can hit the ball sick but you're just not gonna score well because like you're the rust is gonna somehow make itself present which sucks because then you like you go out and you're expecting to shoot like you have one good hole and you're like all right i'm i'm back to where i was like this summer like i'm back i'm back to where i was playing well and you expect to do this and then you hit one bad shot and turn into a triple and then you're like well i'm eight over par through four holes or something like that yeah i'm just gonna i don't know what to do before we move in move on to like skins and everything i feel like i've chalked it up to the fact that like right now in our lives we're not going to play a ton of golf but then like eventually eventually over the next few years i think it'll become more into the into the uh worked into the schedule more yeah Mm -hmm. i think so i think that makes sense it's just like hopefully there's not a day again where i hit a 50 yard drive with my driver and a 340 yard drive with my driver both in the same round (laughs) right um all right so let's move into skins my cup classic Let's get the course preview going, Jeek. Yeah, so skins this week we have the Mayakoba Classic, or now it's called the Worldwide Technology Classic at Mayakoba. So see, just new, another new thing. They're, they're spicing up these names way too much. Yeah. Just call it the Mayakoba Classic. Exactly. Or the Brendan Todd Classic. Um you Brendan know, Todd. We're back at El Camillon Golf Club. And uh, in Mexico, it's par 71. It's about 7,000 yards. Um, Long hitters haven't really won in the past, meaning that like shorter hitters kind of have a chance at this course. I mean, look no further than Brendan Todd. Uh, It's a coastal, linksy type feel. Um, Definitely don't want to be in the rough. Uh, That's why, you know, driving accuracy is definitely a big stat this week. Um, All three of the par fives are under 555 yards. So those are all reachable in two for pretty much the entire field. Um, there's just two par fours that play over 450 yards, a really short course, especially for a par 71. Um, a lot of hazards uh, that are kind of in areas where if you're a bomber, you know, you might want to lay up. So that's why once again, lawn hitters, maybe not the best target this week. And then, uh, the greens are usually pretty slow, which actually makes it kind of tougher because, you know, PGA tour pros used, used to faster greens. I know like Pat can attest when we play our weekend golf on slow greens after fast greens, it's actually a lot harder. So, uh, yeah, just something to look at there. 
Uh, key stats, driving accuracy, like I said, strokes gained putting, strokes gained approach, and then par fours gained 400 to 450. And then previous winners, Victor Hovland did win last year, so he was kind of the outlier, a little more of a bomber than than some of the other winners, you know, Brendan Todd, Matt Kuchar, Graham McDowell, Pat Perez. So, uh, yeah, I mean, accuracy this week. Right, so who wants to go first? Yeah, first. go ahead, Trev. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Abe Answer. He's playing in Mexico, plus 1,600. Second driving accuracy, T21, T8, T12 in his three appearances here in the past. I think he's going to win. My boy. So that's all I have to say about him. Uh, I think he's going to win. And it's Mexico, home game. Uh, best bet, Brendan Todd, top 40. It's the Brendan Todd Classic. Uh, minus 125. Again, just fairways. He played. He wasn't even in good, great form last year coming into this event, and he still finished T8 after winning it the year before. So he loves the course, loves his place. So I think top 40 is pretty, pretty safe bet, and not like amazing. It's a good field. It's a better field than last week, obviously, but not an unbelievable field where uh, he might get caught up and behind some, a lot of really good guys. Yeah, I like those uh, those picks. You know, home game for Abe Answer. Somebody mm-hmm. had to pick him. Yeah, because you know, last time we had a home game, you know, Hideki Matsuyama won and nobody picked him. So true. That's somebody somebody had to cover that. Too. It's just, could, it's could be the year of the home game. Who could knows? Be. Now I'm not picking a home game player, but I am picking somebody who speaks the same language. So I'm going to go for Emiliano Grillo. You know, from Argentina, he's 65 to one, which I think is kind of a crazy number. I think it should be way up um, from that. I mean, he finished. That is a crazy number. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. He finished T8 last year, 15th in 2019, T9 in 2018, T10 in 2017. Um, he's made the cut every time he's played this event, and he's you know been in the top 20, I think, four out of the five times he's played this event. So, I mean, very good form at this event. Um, he's in the top half of the field in driving distance, accuracy, strokes gain off um, approach, and I mean, he's made four straight cuts on tour. Now, they haven't been the best. I mean, I think he has 73rd place finish at the Zozo the last time he played. Um, T18 before that, the CJ Cup. So, you know, take that for grain of salt. Uh, yeah, and I'm not a great Gee, putter, but he does get hot. I want you to clip that, put that on TikTok, and then right down to the to the right, you'll put down the top five, top ten um, odds on that because I feel like he this this guy's hitting either a top ten bet, top five bet, or even winner. Yeah, I feel I like, like it. It. I just, it just makes sense. I mean, at this point, why, why is he 65 was, to 1? Mm, chef's kiss. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So definitely going with that. I love it this week. I'm like putting said, that down right win. now. I just mm. bet on that to happen. So you're a good salesman. Oh, what? Sold you. <laughs> you're a good salesman. Gets 15 to win 900. <laughs> um, and then for my best bet, I'm going to go with Maverick McNeely, top 40. He's minus 125, so that's right on the cutoff. Um, two skins this week, we, we forgot to mention. Um, he's made three yeah. out of four cuts this season. He has he had a solo second at the Fortinet. Um, he's 29 strokes gain off the tee. He's top 100 in like almost every major cat- category this year. And, and statistics, I mean, it's early, but still something to take. He was T12 here last year, T26 in 2020, and those are the only two times he's played this event. So I'm kind of leaning on a previous history with my picks this week. I like it. I like the previous history. Anyway, let's get into my picks. Um, I got Matthew Wolf forty to one. I feel like this is also um, a pretty interesting uh, value on him, considering he was just uh, 
I believe T2 or solo second at the uh, the Shriners. I was seeing that obviously, like you said, like the the driving distance doesn't particularly, um, you know, it's not at the top of the list, but at the same time, never never hurts to be first in driving distance going into a tournament. But this series also 29th in strokes gain, gained approach, 28th strokes gained around the green, 18th putting, third in total strokes gained uh, no, total stroke gain overall. So I like that. I also like um, him. Top five plus 700 is not bad. Uh, but my best bet, so as you know, I have no chance at winning skins before before January, so I'm going for value picks. I got Patrick Rogers top 10. He's He's been playing some good golf lately. Played well always, last week. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, we got we share the same name. I, th- I think that's there's there's some signs there. There's something it's in that. <laughs> come top 10, 6 to 1. I mean, okay. And speaking of somebody who shares your name, uh, my first round leader, Patrick Reed. Uh, he's Segway coming, God. He's coming off of a of a minus six round four at the Bermuda, which was like his best round of the week there. He ended up finishing in second. I mean, look for him to stay locked in for round one this week, you know, kind of taking that previous form into this tournament. I like that. I, f- I feel like ball striking in, like your, in your last round f- f- uh, coming into the next week. Yeah, got to be feeling good coming into this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's get in the clubhouse. Um, you want to introduce this game, Jeke? I know you're the one who kind of came up with it this week. Yeah, so, I mean, we've done this before. We've done it. Did we do it twice, maybe? I don't know. We've, we've done, done it, it twice. I'm going to pick a random nation. I'm going to put up, uh, I'm going to, you know, time it out. Um, and we have one minute to name as many golfers as we can from this week, England. So, you know, let me get the timer ready. I was not ready for this. Three, two, one, go. Teal Hatton. Paul Casey. Justin Rose. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Tommy Fleetwood. Ian Poulter. Um, Beef. Is Beef not Scottish? No, he's British. Okay. Eddie Pepperell. Ooh, good call. Good one. Uh, um, Justin Rose? We didn't say that. We already picked that we one. Did, did I, said, I said Rose. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Wallace. Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace. That's a good one. Matt Fitzpatrick. I already said Matt Fitzpatrick. Said Fitzpatrick. Okay, sorry. It's hard, it's hard to tally and keep score all like same time here um danny willett somebody say that danny willett, that's a good one that's a good one danny willett um <sighs> richard bland yes Lee westwood. Lee westwood we're killing it right now timer okay. that was pretty good that was pretty that actually good. Was, that wasn't that okay wasn't so bad. we we got 12 <laughs> 12 in a minute and I didn't even really do any pre- preparation for no, that other I mean, than I you think, introducing I think we it. did miss some. Was, let me Google this. Um, I will say keeping a tally is kind of hard. We probably should just. I probably should have just watched it back and tallied it for us. <laughs> I looked it up on YouTube. That was not the move. Um, British golfers. Actually, let me look in the field this week. I'm sure that we missed some in the field this week. Going. I don't know. We kind of and we nailed Fitzpatrick. We got is Graham McDowell? Uh, no, or is he Scottish? No, he's he's uh, Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. Okay, 
maybe, the, maybe we'll do that another time. <laughs> Dang, well, we got oh, Aaron Rye is uh, English. Um, oh, he's okay. in the field this I week. I honestly don't even know who that is. Um, nope, that, that's all I can see in the field this week, at least. Is Luke Donald? Yeah, Luke Donald is is English. Ah, Missed that okay. one. Uh, we got we got a lot of the big ones though. I we think. we got the basics. We yeah. at mm-hmm. the very least, and beyond the basics, honestly. Yeah, that was pretty good. I, I knew England had a lot of a lot of golfers that we would know. There was honestly not that much dead. I'm time thinking like either. I'm thinking like European tour now. Like I mentioned a couple names last week: Jack Senior, Wood. I think being one of them, and uh, Robert Rock being another one I mentioned last week. Probably <laughs> could have been fresh in the mind. But, okay, uh, fair enough. I Chris, do not. Chris Chris Woods, one of, that was on the 2016 Ryder Cup team. That's like nowhere to be found now. Yeah, I don't know who else. Honestly, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt Wallace. Let's look ahead. Honestly, Mayakoba this week, not a bad field. That being said, still not you know, We're not golf season just quite yet. What do we got next week? We got the Houston Open. Oh, I actually know someone. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. I know someone who's who's doing their like capstone there. Um, not a bad tournament, honestly. And then the RSM Classic. Not not awful. It's another. I see Island's a good good venue. Um, then it's the Hero World Challenge, which honestly is pretty is is like we said a fun one. Crazy the thing my that tiger, might get a tiger appearance. Maybe. Who knows? Tournament host, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we probably will. Um, December, QB December shootout, and then... January, like winter is like quickly approaching here. Oh, yeah. When you look at the golf tournaments, especially. It's like so one, when you two, look at... three, and then like all of a sudden we're like in January. <laughs> when you look at the weather, too. It's... there There is like a month off, I think, between the Hero World Challenge and the Tournament of Champions. So uh, There is. So it's, we're, we're going to have a couple it's... interesting podcasts planned for those weeks. <laughs> We might we might have some I don't know might have that caddy episode we were talking about yeah maybe, maybe we um, could uh, find some guests I saw you I saw you hustling in the DMs this week I I DM'd Lucas Herbert Herbert yeah we would have had him on and like because none of us really watched this tournament from like start to finish like that would have been interesting like, yeah describe the final round for us in great so, detail <laughs> describe ter- uh, rounds one through four how did you do. We don't, know. Like, we, 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 we don't who know. We didn't. We don't know how you play did. with in the last group. <laughs> who did you play with last day? You don't even know that. <laughs> no, you honestly, it wasn't Patrick Reed because Patrick Reed went like six under on the final day. So yeah, I think it was Pendrit, Taylor Pendrith and oh, uh, probably yeah, was yeah. like three uh, six over or something. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. But we we will have a couple interesting episodes lined up, and honestly, those are some of our better episodes. Maybe we'll maybe we'll build yeah, some of the more entertaining again. episodes. Maybe we'll build For a golf sure. course. Um, I don't know. Maybe some, we'll some kind build of a par three course. Maybe a par three course. That'd be might cool. build. Oh, that'd be that. Only par threes. That'd be sick. Just par three course. Not a bad idea. We should do that. Yeah. All right. All right. On that note, see you next week for the Houston Open. Bye.